0: Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you.
1: Welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan Carson, and I'm the Director of Student Ministry Matters. I'm thrilled that you've joined us for today's conversation about student ministry. Today we're going to talk about parents, and I've jokingly said that student ministry would be great if it wasn't for the parents. Now, of course, that was a joke, but there have been some moments along the way that I've really questioned That statement. Parents can and should be our biggest partners as we work with students. And today we want to dive into that idea. Now, we're recording this in the beginning of April 2020. COVID 19 is definitely making its mark on our country. While our discussion today isn't specifically about the impact of the virus, it's possible that it may bleed into the conversation. Micah, how are you?
2: Man, things are good. You know, uh, on the construction side, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of people. You know, looking at each other, and you know, skeptic of who is who's carrying the virus, and and the information that comes on at one thirty in Arkansas. Wow. You know, our, our awesome governor doing the best he can to handle the situation. You know, he comes on at one thirty, and so everybody gathers around a radio, and it just it's and still trying to practice social distancing. It, it's definitely made made its mark, but man, now more than ever, I feel like it has made my personal walk with the Lord, man, just. I just really, honestly believe it has made my my walk with the Lord a lot more, a more conscientious, you know, and like aware and present, you know, and and I want to continue to to be that. And but I feel like um, there's a lot of suffering, as you both know, and a lot of people struggling and financially, and 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 man, I I've been praying a lot and just trying to protect my family from this, but also you know trying to draw closer in this in this time and and try to be an encouragement to people, you know, Dan, that's what I'm trying to do. And I want to be an encouragement. And, and so things are, I think things are for, for me, man, I, I, I feel we are tremendously, I don't like the word fortunate, favored, or, but I I feel like we're in a good place where we could be. I really do. You know, things could be so much worse and, I know you both, Chris and Dan, and especially Dan, I know you, you guys are going through so much with a lot of this in ministry context. And man, just hats off to you guys for doing an awesome job that I know you're both doing. I appreciate you both.
1: Well, thanks, Mike. It is There are some definite challenges that we've been faced with, and I've mentioned it before. When I've become the tech guy at uh, our church, that's always a big question mark because I'm 47 <laughs> and I'm just barely hanging on and trying to keep up with things. Um, but you know, it's been weird. I'm down here in the Little Rock area as I record this. Um, and it's just, it's kind of weird as you look around, things are quiet. Uh, people are nervous and there, there, there's some fear of of course, but we know that God is sovereign, that he's in control of everything. And that we're just going to lean on him during this time. Chris, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing well. I'm just trying to, uh, you know, eat some lettuce in between
3: my snacks of Cheez-Its and peanut butter (laughs) during,
1: during my quarantine. (laughs) Uh, I heard, I heard somebody talk about they uh, are afraid of their Corona 15. (laughs) that They're going to pack on like they're a freshman in college again. So it's a real thing. (laughs) It's, you know, people stockpiled. They had to, had to, to get all their snacks ready. So, well, before we get into our discussion um, and talking about parents and ministry, um, it's time to ask the random question of the week. And this week, let me ask, what was your favorite class back in high school? Chris, what what did you enjoy back in high school? Well, in eighth
3: grade, if you want to consider that high school, I, I do. But uh, <laughs> junior high, I was in a I was in a uh, sewing class. Um went into that sewing class because there was a girl in there that I liked. And then nice. after about a week of week of being in there, the girl got out of the class, um, but they wouldn't oh, let no. me leave. <laughs> but Hey, I turned, I, it turned out, it turned out honestly to be one of my favorite classes. I learned how to, to sew and to crochet and to knit. Um, and I even made a pillow for my grandmother. So did she leave that class because of you? <laughs> I'm no, sorry,
2: I had to. I'm. That's so no, mean.
3: That 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 was a possibility. <laughs> it probably wasn't. Probably, probably wasn't the case. She probably moved on for other reasons. But you know. yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, I I just love. These questions, because it's like peeling back an onion. I keep finding new layers to you guys. <laughs> um, my favorite class back in high school, it would be a toss up between band. I love that. But I was also in journalism. I was the yearbook editor um, and just loved that whole concept. And now my daughter is doing the same thing. And she's not in yearbook. She's the online editor there at C- Central Baptist College in Conway. Um, but it's, it's kind of cool to, to see that. Micah, what was your favorite class back in high school?
2: That one's tough, man. Like, and so is it like the class you had the best grade in, or the class you like enjoyed the most?
1: Enjoyed the most,
2: man. Okay, none of them. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I, I, I always leaned more towards enjoying, and it is probably a toss up. Okay. But calculus and chemistry, those were my, I was really good at like math and I loved math like because, and, and here it is, because, you know, the, the teacher would get up and it wasn't just like textbook and then homework and sit and do it. Like this teacher would get up and he would ask this really, like he put this really hard problem on the board. And every time he got up, we all like, were like, oh no, here we go. And it would take us all class to figure it out, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't assign his homework because we were doing it with him in class. We uh, he was reading stuff in calculus, but and uh, I actually graduated high school with uh an AP chemistry or an AP uh calculus. Uh, I was a I was finished with my calculus if I were going some type of engineering, I wouldn't have had to take it, but I, I didn't oh, wow. do that in college, but I loved that ca- calculus and chemistry, you know, just did, like the element table and you know, genetics and that kind of stuff. I, I loved that. But you know, I, really though, the t- the thing I spent my most of my time in in a class was, you know, athletic stuff. I, I loved playing basketball. Is my favorite.
1: Yeah, but Micah, now I know that Chris can sew, and you can do calculus, and that is amazing. And you <laughs> you can guys shoot have photographs. <laughs> I can shoot photographs. Yeah, yeah. Well, to put it simply, high school is far in our rearview mirror. Uh, we're kind of taken back there every time we go to an event with our students, whether it's been three years of 30, which I'm closing in on, uh, there's a, it was an important time in our lives, in part because we started moving away from our parents and started forming our own identities. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to talk about working with parents in our student ministry. Uh, we want to discuss its importance and some of the ways to do it more effectively. So, guys, as a as a whole, how has your experience been working with the parents in your ministries, Chris? Let's start with you.
3: I would say that uh, my experience has been uh, altogether uh, good. Um, I, I've I've learned um, just the 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 different mindsets that that just come with with each parent involved you have some that are just that want to be really involved you have some that um, are okay with kind of being on the edge and uh, of things going on but then but then you have those that are just disengaged altogether or not even present and so uh, I feel like I've I've seen like most youth workers um, each one of those uh, types of parents. But uh, for the most part, as far as just, just working alongside them, it's it's been good, but it's it's always a struggle um, to a certain degree. Uh, and, and I know we're going to get into uh, just the details of that. But um, all in all, I, I'd say that my, my experience has, has not been a bad one. It's been a very good one. And it's been one where I, I feel like I've learned a lot. I, I really have always wanted to be a champion of parents. I believe that they are uh, the first um, disciple makers, the primary disciple makers in a student's life. And, and so my, my mindset has always been to, to partner with them and, and not try to uh, replace them. And, and I believe the difficulty comes with the students who have very unstable households and, and then trying to, uh, accommodate or, um, you know, somehow make sure that that student is, is receiving the kind of discipleship and, uh, that, that they, that they need. So, um, anyway, I know we'll get more into that, but that's, that's been my experience so far.
1: Micah, how about you? How has your experience with parents been?
2: Um, it's been really good. I I haven't had a lot of the, um, I've had problems for sure. But, you know, parents, you know, having problems with them, I I guess, you know, not, I guess not with them, but I guess both of us, because parents are typically really passionate about their kids, typically, Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, more often than not. Um, So for me, I was very much passionate about what I was doing in student ministry because I knew it was leaving you know God's legacy and mark in their life, and that's what I wanted was this legacy to continue in the younger generation, and you know to to, to disciple the people that um, you know needed it really kind of the freshest and the most at, in in their and yeah, their their walk, you know, with the Lord in high school and junior high. But it's been really good, and kind of like with with Chris, what he said, um, you know, the the hardest thing has been that I've learned through uh, parents and um, kind of the ministry team that we've had in each church we've we've been at is communication you know just the importance of how important that is and um you know my trajectory was always to i'd rather give as much information needed information that i could give to a parent so i mean i just want to always make sure i did that because i could tell when i didn't because as you both know when i was early in ministry uh you know maybe even with yourself um man, when you didn't communicate well, you got communicated to a bunch. (laughs) If you communicate less, you always get more, you know, and and so I, I don't know. I just, I've so reveled and enjoyed seeing parents that are passionate about their kids. And even if they're (laughs) sometimes cursing at me or, or just, you know, screaming at me or or whatever, I just, at the end of it would say, no, I'm so, I think I'm so humble and I'm so humbled and grateful that, I saw how passionate these parents were and that's been a very common theme among each church is how important the family is and just how massive it is and, and, and how important it is to God and how important it is to the, the parents. And, and even from the kids, you know, um, but there, you know, there's been probably one really hard time that uh, Rachel and I dealt with and just a miscommunication, um, not in, you know, the forms or any of that, but just from, um, this young lady just didn't show up a lot. And when she showed up, she wanted to go. I don't say no, um, within wisdom, most times to go on a trip and she was misinformed about what we were doing. And it was a struggle the whole time. <laughs> um, mm. cause she would text her mom and that mom would get with us. And it, it just, that was really hard. But, uh, I mean, that wasn't a bad experience really. It taught me so much. And, um, that, that young lady and her mom are still friends of ours, but it's been really good, Dan. I, I mean, yeah, I so good. enjoyed the hard times with them and the good times with them. And, um, and I, I completely would, you know, reverberate what Chris said and I say, I mean, they're, they're the first disciple makers, you know, they are, uh, definitely, you know, the first line of defense. So appreciative for, yeah. for parents out there, you know, trying to disciple your kids and keep in church.
1: Well, I think you, you touched on something. It, as parents are, I mean, they're, they love their kids. And if you love their kids, they're gonna love you. Now that doesn't always flesh itself out, but man, nine times out of ten, that's what happens. If they see you caring about their kids, they are gonna be supportive of your ministry and of the things yeah. that you're doing. But it is just, you know, it's one of those things. It 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 can be it can be a smooth ride. It can be a fun ride with parents, and sometimes it can be a struggle as well. Um, but ultimately I think you hit it on the head. Parents are passionate about their kids, and that's what they're hoping for you to be as well. Well, whether it's been a positive or negative experience, ultimately, we know that it's important for us to work with the parents of our ministry. Uh, Chris and Micah, why is it such an important part of our ministry? Why do we need to concern ourselves with working with parents? Isn't it just our job just to invest in the students? Um, What do you think? Why is it important? Chris, why don't we start with you? Uh, I think it's important
3: because of what we say that we're about in student ministry, or at least what I, th- I say that I'm about in student ministry, which is um, discipleship. Uh, I, yeah. I, I I want to lead. I want to lead students uh, to find all their joy in Jesus, and uh, I know that there's going to be some, and I hope that there are many that um, that I get to lead to Christ for the very first time, but then. But then you know I I, I spent a lot of my time I uh, say the majority of my time thinking about how to develop uh, students um, how to develop young men and young young women to um, to follow Christ I want to encourage them in that and and to not just follow him uh, in uh, in theory or just with their minds but with their whole lives uh, while they're in high school but then of course, when they when they leave high school and uh, when they move on to just different different parts of, of the world, um, and so I believe uh, the best way that we can we can do that uh, as far as making disciples is by partnering with parents um, and helping parents be uh, the very best dis- disciple makers that they can be. And just real quickly, I, I, I jotted down a couple of things just thinking through this. I, I believe it's important um, for our ministry that we, that we learn from our parents. I know for mm, yeah. for, for me, uh, I'm, I'm a young parent and I have, I have, my oldest is, uh, seven years old and then I have my youngest is four. And so I don't have a teenager and, and I've never felt like it was, uh, okay or right for me to, to come into any position and act like the, the know-it-all or the expert. Um, so I, I believe that it's very important for, for me as, as, uh, as someone who works with students to, to really learn and listen to parents of teenagers, because one, I, I need them. I need them to disciple me, uh, for whenever I'm in that position with my sons. Right, and, right. and so I think it's important for, for me to ask good questions of them and to show them that I I really care about what they have to say and that I'm not just overly concerned about them hearing what I have to say, and, um, and so I think it's important that we learn from our parents for the for the purpose of discipleship. Uh, I think it's important for for me as a student pastor to be um, steadily giving parents good resources uh, as they as they are like you guys have already said they they want what's best for their kids um and i think we can all admit though that even even us that we don't always know exactly what is best for our kids we we sometimes need help in that regard i know i do and and we know that there are some parents that think you know it is it is best for their kids to um you know travel all over the place and and play baseball or softball or or different things like that and that's a decision that they have made but i think it's important that we that we give uh parents the the word of god and to show them that uh just maybe that's not the best thing that you can give your kids at that time and more than that but to give them resources that they can constantly be um uh, reading and and watching and learning from and implementing within their families, I believe it's just a good thing for us to equip them with that. And and I I usually think about Deuteronomy chapter six verse seven in this regard um, as a parent, but then also as someone who who talks to parents regularly. It says, "You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise." um, that we are to be talking about the things of the Lord, um, the, the word of God in all areas of life. And so in a very real way, I, I like to think about, uh, the different places that parents are naturally going to be spending time with their parents or uh, with their kids. You know, they're going to be driving home from school. They're going to be driving to basketball games and baseball games and They'll be sitting in the living room together and doing all those different places, and so I think it's important to resource our parents um, with those kind of things in mind. And then the last thing uh, and, and that I that I have on my mind, there's many others that we can say and and hopefully will, but I believe it's very important that we that we thank our parents for allowing us to invest in the lives of their teenagers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I I don't think we should fall. You know, it's easy to fall into the trap that um, that parents should just drop their kids off and trust us with them. But I think it's I, I think that's a, that's a trap we don't need to fall into, uh, because I believe it's I believe it's a big decision that parents make whenever they allow their teenager to spend an hour or two hours with us um, during the week. Uh, I I know one thing I love to do is I love hanging out with a certain group of guys in my student ministry, and any chance I can I can get to be around them, I, I want I want to I want them to come and hang out with me. Uh, we'll go rake a yard, we'll go to Texarkana, which is a town near us, and um, you know grab some food for something for some kind of upcoming event. And I just love spending time with them, but uh, but I I, I don't want to ever take it lightly that those parents have allowed their kids to, to come and just to ride in the vehicle with me, you know? And so I think, I think it's important that we constantly find ways to thank parents for, for those things, but then also just to find ways to, to really encourage them and to show, uh, show them how we notice the good things that they're doing in their families. Um, And so to thank them in that way, as well as just setting a good example for, for ourselves and for others, so that's that's a mouthful. Those are the three things that I just I just had on my mind, and so thanks for letting me share that.
1: Well, you know it is it is important this work that we do uh, with our parents. Um, you, you've hit some some things, and so um, let me share a couple. I, I jotted down a couple of ideas in this this idea in this realm of why it's important. One, it's a matter of hours with our students. Mm -hmm. Um, We get one to two out of 168 hours with the student. Our influence can't compare with that of a parent. Now, that influence at home may be bad. It may be good. I don't know. But I do know that um, we have a minor amount of time when you compare it. And so it's important that we – partner with our parents, that we spend time investing in them and them investing in us and doing this work together. Uh, the other is it's a matter of systems. Now, that may be a phrase that you may or may not be familiar with, but my wife's a, a counselor, <laughs> and you can't separate a student from who his his or her family is. That's good. It impacts their their choices. It impacts mm-hmm. their reactions, their relationships. And so if we're going to minister to the student, then we need to minister to mom and dad. We need to put good resources in their hands. We need to express love and appreciation to them uh, for the honor that we have of spending time with their, with their students. And So those are a couple of things, Micah, I think maybe you have one or two about why this is an important work that we do with our parents.
2: I just keep kind of going back to, you know, the institution of the family and, and, you know, Chris, you referenced the one of the verses that I, I was actually going to reference. Um, so thanks for, you know, doing that. Um, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Man. But, you know, the most powerful student ministries, I think that um, I think God was really blessed and were the ones that I think I had a healthy understanding that I was not the dad. <laughs> mm. and, and coming from a very, yeah. a very strong Christian pastoral family where my dad was a pastor, you know, I, I wanted to adopt those kids as my own kids, and that's not a bad thing, um, but I, I noticed that a lot of the parents um, more often were, if they were asking me like, questions or, or something about the student ministry and what we were trying to do, and I was always wanting to, them to join it on Wednesday nights if they weren't in a Bible study, you know, if they weren't dedicated in the membership uh, to a Bible study. You know then we we would love people to be there with us right and to kind of be present with their kids to watch their kid grow and learn from the bible because guys i had that as a kid and i I never realized you know as a young adult as a young teen how important it is that i had a a father that loved the word of god that that tried his best to divide it well and to teach us and to bring it down to my level and you know my dad I, i swore he could just quote the bible and so when i got into student ministry i i wanted it was almost like i wanted to do it to 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 impart what god had given me through a very faithful parent i wanted to impart that to those kids and and not that that they didn't have that at home but to just kind of impart that to them so early on i learned um through uh kind of that thought process that um, I, I didn't at first naturally draw on the parents. So, hey guys, if you're listening and and you're new to this, or or maybe you're 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 a volunteer and, and then you've come into a larger role, uh, into part time or vocational or full time, and you're asking yourself where what to do with the parents. Hey, listen, I was there, and, and a lot Dan and Chris, we've been there, and and we know what it's like to to have that overwhelming thought process of. Dealing with a lot of parents, because you know if you have one kid, then there's two parents typically, and if it's a broken home, then there's potentially three or four um and so you're having to communicate rightly yeah. with everybody, and so that's kind of the first thing is I think a faithful student ministry, a strong student ministry is one that partners with with parents and, and like we're talking about and and not to replace them because that's it's not what I was doing actively, but I think that if I wasn't careful if you know if, if God hadn't taught me and showed me through parents that their heart towards their kids, then I could have been guilty of trying to replace them. And that can be something that student ministries can do. And I've seen that. And, uh, you know, I want to give God the opportunity as He's teaching and discipling those parents um, that I can also, with the relationship with their their the students, their kids, that I can also communicate to the parents, Hey, listen, you know, Uh, Jimmy John, sorry, I just couldn't go to help. I'm hungry. So I'm thinking of sandwiches. Um, (laughs) but you know, Jimmy John's dealing with, uh, you know, have you guys noticed any different, um, struggles that you've seen out of your son? And they'll go, yes. And it just started a conversation of how can we work together? And, and I always wanted to have that. Well, rather, I guess God wants us to have that at the forefront of our mind when we're dealing with some, you know, Teenager, some student, some preteen—you know, whoever, whoever we're, we, we—they're—they're they're in our ministry. We want to make sure that we we share the the discipleship, um, and make sure that we understand what the parents are teaching at home, and 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 that they understand if if we go through a tough topic, that you know uh, what resources they need right to to be able to to help their kid through this tough topic or, or whatever it is, you know, whatever the system is that we, we just need to be sure not to replace them. And that Deuteronomy chapter five, that's a an awesome, awesome verse. Um, but even in Ephesians six, one through four, you know, it gives, it gives parents the primary and God given responsibility, you know, to disciple their kids in the faith. And um, which goes kind of to my next one, my, the second thing I had, you know, that, that, that relationship between a, Father and son, mother, father and son—that family. It's it's a picture of God. It's a picture of uh, the God worshiper relationship. You know, and the picture of you know, as we submit to to God, He teaches us as His kids it is how a, a kid should 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 trust and and follow His parents and submit to them. It's there in the Ten Commandments, right? Um, and I love I had a, a quote by John Calvin. Um, he, he said, "God calls us to Himself through our parents." We learn to be subject to God by learning to be subject to our parents. And parental discipline teaches us how to be disciplined by the Father. And I thought that was so helpful, you know, to, for us to understand the relationship and the importance of that relationship to keep it unified, to keep, you know, when that student comes to us, guys, and we say, hey, you know, and he's, he's saying he's, he or she is, is just telling us how horrible their parents are. It's important for us as student pastors, student workers to point that kid, point that that, that, that young daughter or son in the faith um, to point them back to their parents. And, and if it gets, hey, you know, and sometimes there's been times in my ministry where I did that and the parents came to me going, what the heck, you know, <laughs> and, but it made the parents talk about something that I don't think they were ready to talk about yet. And so to make sure when I'm talking with them, Hey, you know, I'm not here to cause you a bunch of issues, but this came up. And so how can I help you? How can I assist you? And hey, if you're coming into ministry too early, I think a great first move, um, along with prayer and Bible and planning and financial planning, and on top of all of that, I think a really good first move is to meet with the parents immediately and tell them uh, of that relationship that they have with their kid and how you treasure that and you treasure that uh, that that God is is going to use them and and, and that you were you are on a team with them and, and you're not the point guard and they're some su- supportive role, you know, that, that they're the, the the main people and we're the supportive role, right? And to make sure that that, that is the relationship that, um, that we're supposed to have with parents. And uh, guys, and I'll just, uh, to go off script, I'll tell you, uh, I always took the student ministry job. I know the job descriptions mentioned what they did and I always tried to follow that for sure. But I also tried to mention the um, if I'm going to be a student pastor, the students of all ages, you know, student ministry, it's high school for sure. And it's, it's junior high and it's those kids, but you're also immediately when you're given that task and job, you are responsible in some way to assist the parents in discipling their kids and discipling those yeah. kids as well. You have to have that knowledge because really student ministry shouldn't exist <laughs> Um um, the the family is the student ministry. The dad is the student pastor, and and the mom is the student worker there with him and their team, trying to teach their kid to to to, to edify them and to grow them in, in Christ. And and so th- those are the two things. Just kind of I had was you know, the first one was just uh, that we don't need to replace them. We need to partner with them because it's it's important. It's in Scripture um, that they're a, an important. Uh, there's an important relationship. The things we can learn And the second is the, that that picture of the parent child relationship. Uh, is a picture of God as a picture of, of of the God worshiper relationship and, and and that we need to be submissive to that.
1: Well, you know, one of the not weird things, but one of the things that we're dealing with now is that parents have had to take on another role during these days of COVID-19. Many parents are having to be that primary instructor in the home. They're helping them work through their school problems. They're trying to figure things out in that regard. And to me, you know that's that's the way it should always be with our, our with God's Word, um, spiritual matters. The parents are those primary disciple makers, and for too long we've given that role up as parents. We've said, "All right, you go to youth group, you go to children's ministry," and while those are important, they're supportive of what should be happening in the home. Um, that that relationship, that responsibility, belongs to the parents. Well, there's no doubt, no doubt at all that working with our parents is important. As student ministry workers, God wants us to be building into our parents and helping them whatever we can, way we can. There are times when it's going to be difficult, times it's going to be hard, but we need to do that. When we go from just being connected to a student to being connected to families, our ministries are going to flourish in completely unexpected ways. However, the question often comes up, how do we better that relationship? How do we improve our connection to our parents so that we can partner together to impact the spiritual growth of our students? And for me, um, the biggest one has already been talked about a little bit tonight. To me, the biggest one is communication. And you I can't stress that enough. If your parents don't know what's happening, if they don't know what's going on, if they don't have an idea of where you're heading, um, with spiritual matters and talking through God's word, they have no ability to reinforce that at home. Um, And then there's also all sorts of safety issues and things like that. When you talk about trips and activities and camps and conferences, you have to be communicating always. And you have to find out how your parents are going to listen, how they're going to hear you. Um, So for some of them, email is great. Others, they're going to expect a text message. Others, they need a physical copy, um, something that they can put in their hand and that they can put on the fridge. So maybe you need to mail something out to them. Uh, But you want to communicate with them. And when you communicate, that is going to show respect to those parents. Um, Again, kind of backing up that idea of thank you for letting me work with your student. You respect that relationship. They are the parent and you're not. Um, it's, it's, communication is just such a vital part of helping in this process of working with parents in your student ministry. Um, you let them know what's going on. Um, you let them know what's happening with your students. And um, you're gonna, you're going to be able to do a whole lot more for a whole lot longer if you communicate well. So let me ask you guys, what, what do you, what can you add to this area? What are some ways that you have partnered with parents in your ministry context um, that you have worked with, with parents? Um, What about it guys? I'd say I I agree with you, Dan. Communication is
3: the, is key. Um, I try to make it a point to communicate with parents before I ever communicate Uh, uh, to students outside of our normal meeting. So if I'm going to send a message, I try to send a message first to parents. And um, so they know what's going on before even their kids sometimes do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That doesn't always happen, but that's, that's my attempt. I'd say just to echo what you've already already said to a certain degree is meeting them where they are and, and also just to, to reassess um, where your parents are on a regular basis. So one thing that one thing that I do each year, usually around the beginning of, sc- of the school year, is I try to have a, a meeting with all of our parents and I try to give them I give them just all the, the upcoming stuff that that we have planned for that particular semester so that they can put it on their refrigerators or stuff like that. But then I usually I tell them the, the primary ways that I have communicated with parents in the past. And I try to ask them the question of uh, you know, does this work for you? And I want to be careful with that because I, you can, you can easily begin chasing all the different platforms Mm. that, that you could communicate on. And so, I like to keep things simple, and, and so the, the two primary ways that I communicate with parents and with students is through the Facebook Messenger app and through text messaging. Um, so any kind of Facebook post or Instagram post that I make, that's just kind of extra. But to keep people in the know, uh, I usually I have a, a Facebook Messenger app uh, group text going with all of my parents. And, um, and then I have a text message thread going with teenagers who, who have a phone and uh, I usually just send the same message to each one of those. Um, sometimes it's different for the parents, just depending on what the nature of it is, but that's what works for me. That's what I do.
1: What about you, Micah? What are some th- things that you've done in the past that as you've partnered with parents that, uh, that have really helped and that we could share with our listeners?
2: I'm coming from the relationship side. Um, you know, you know. I th- think parents are really wanting to see if you're going to take care of their kids. I think that's what it really comes down to. If you're really going to invest in their kids, you know. And so, one one thing I I would say from a relationship side of it is, you know, if you're do- if you're doing, I don't say a lot of things like you should be busy about, you know, be busy, 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 and just fill your calendar. Uh, you know, and I think that's a great thing. Can be a great thing, but um, is is to give the why, you know, in communication, I think it's so important to mention, Hey, here's why we're going on this mission trip. You know, uh, there's a need. And, and, and if you'd like to, these students would like to go, we're encouraging them all, but, but, you know, just telling the parents about kind of casting the vision in a way and, and telling them, you know, Hey, here's why we're doing this, this trip at all. Here's why we're doing this fundraiser. Here's why we're doing this. Cause there's been always those skeptical parents, you know, and communication is huge. And, and so one thing I I, I did personally and I wanted to do personally. I know that God wanted me to do personally through conviction and through just a lot of Bible study was God showed me the need for the relationship to be solid. And another thing I think too is, um, is there was in those relationships in this regard to why it's important to bring them in and, and how to communicate better is Chris said, you can get, you know, too focused on how, you know, how to communicate to each person the best way. And, and that can be a rabbit hole that you'll never come yeah. out of. <laughs> yeah. whether you're using you know remind or text messages or whatever you know and so sometimes it's just good just to just to call everybody into one room and to just that's one thing i wanted to do is I, i'm i'm i can use social media and i can plan but man i prefer to just be face to face and and to spend time with the parents so this rachel and i just kind of something not off topic but you know in in regard to communicating is we would throw uh a, like a, a barbecue and just invite the parents and and, and and we bring their kids, of course, too, sorry, but the student ministry, but, you know, the student ministry and their parents and and just be able to, in that night, just just spend time with them and, and talk about, you know, things that's going on in their jobs. And a lot of times you'll hear these little clues in the relationship that, that God, the reason these things exist is to, to help the parents, to encourage them, you know, because you're both parents, Chris and Dan, you know, you guys, it's exhausting. It's hard. And, and you know, Chris and I, we're not even in the teenage years, Chris, could you imagine, you know? <laughs> Goodness, yeah, it's crazy to think about, and and to think that we're going to go through that alone is like terrifying. And then when you have a good student pastor, it kind of makes you go, "Wow, um, this is a team thing." You know, we're creating a strong family.
3: Chris, you got something to add? Oh man, I was just just sitting here thinking, you know, about the guys that normally listen to this, and I, I would love to, I would love to hear what they have to say on our on our Facebook page and just want to encourage anybody yes. with just ways that they they're connecting with their parents you know this is this is not something that i claim to do perfectly and I, I want to learn how to do you know do it better not just in the term in in the way that i communicate with them but in in all forms of connecting with parents and yeah uh, so yeah so anyway I, anybody who's listening to this if you haven't joined our facebook group man you you know join that and love to hear your ideas
1: Absolutely. Yeah, you could find that at Student Ministry Matters uh, Community on Facebook. And there's a, you have to ask permission um, for membership, but it's three simple questions. And it's just a way for us to, to keep the conversation going um, amongst student pastors. And so it is. Uh, it's important that we do that, that we share those concepts, share those ideas. Working with parents is, is a challenge, but man, at the same time, it can be one of the most rewarding things that we do because families are connected. Um, your student has a mom and a dad, and, and they may not live with mom or dad. Um, they may live with a grandparent, or they may live with just mom or just dad. and it gets, Sometimes that's hard to deal with, and how, that's hard to work with. Uh, But we've got to remember that our ministry to our students is also ministry to their families. And so I just want to encourage you to to lean into that as we work to impact the next generation for Jesus. Well, let me encourage you to invite your friends to join us in listening to our podcast. Uh, You can do that a variety of ways. You'll find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or even YouTube. Um, But give us a review. Share the info with your other student ministry friends. Let them know about us. Um, not because we feel like we have all the answers, but because we're in this together. And that's what this is about. It's about a conversation about student ministry and so that we can be working together as we seek to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. So keep working, keep growing, because it matters, because student ministry matters.
0: Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com. Or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.